This is Taking Back the Reins podcast. I'm Dina Shale. In this show, you'll learn how to recover and thrive by working with horses through trauma-informed equine-facilitated learning, because it's time for you to take back the reins. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dean Shale. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk to you about the importance of boundaries. Well, this is a question that I ask all of our clients when they first sit down and do this exercise with us. What is a boundary and what does that mean to you? And where do you find boundaries? Boundaries is one of the most powerful things that I think women especially are able to embrace. When you learn to set a boundary, you protect your reality and your space. Setting a boundary clearly communicates to those around you what you're feeling. You know, how you're feeling emotionally, how you feel spiritually, how that feels intellectually to you but also what is comfortable for you and what is not. I actually think it's one of the biggest things that we override in all of our life. If you think about it, right back to when we were at school, we would stand in that dinner queue, wouldn't we? And we were so close to each other that you could almost feel that person breathing down your neck. But actually, how does that make you feel? How many of you out there can actually say that you remember doing that and felt comfortable. Boundaries are really important because we need to really find out how big a space is our personal space. How big is it? Is it from our chest right the way to the end of our fingers or is it beyond that? And how do we find that out? How do we find out what affects us? And Also, how many of you out there can feel a change in energy when somebody comes in through the back door or they're not particularly feeling great when they, you know, your family member comes in, they've had a bad day. Boundaries and how people feel can really affect you and your personal space. It's an amazing thing to be aware of. You know, how big is that space or how small is that space? And who do you allow into that space and who do you not allow into that space? You know, is is there ever a wonder that when our children are at schools, when the teachers lean over them or if you're in a workplace environment and your boss comes and stands close to you, that you're not starting to feel really overwhelmed in that moment? You know, your nervous system is going to ramp up because maybe you feel in danger. But a boundary says that you're respecting yourself and that you expect respect from others. And I think when you really dig deep down into this, what you realise is how deep those boundaries are and how much personal space you need and what the reality of that is. So, you know, would you be able to say to your boss, look, you know, you're standing a bit close to me or, you know, could you give me a bit more space or you've got coffee breath, actually. And please don't, you know, lean into me and not allow me the space that I need to feel safe. But equally, could you say, do you know what? That's a bit close. I do this little test when I have especially young people come in and I will say to them, how would you feel if I came and sat right close to you and I touched the side of my shoulder on yours? Just imagine that. And watching their body language 
really says it all because they may say one thing, but actually their body's going, oh my God, why would she do that? She is actually a stranger. So why would, why would I go and sit so close to them and why would I touch them on the shoulder, you know? So I'm really like getting snuggly next to these people and I don't actually know them. But there's plenty of people out there that would do that. I personally wouldn't do that, but I always tell people to imagine it. And it's a really interesting thing to say to then these young people. Now, if this happened, would you say to me, Dina, that's a bit close, isn't it? Could you, you know, move your chair a little bit that way? I would say one in 50 people that we've worked with and said that to, maybe only one would say, do you know what? Move along a bit because this is a bit close. As young children, we're actually taught to override those emotions that dictate how we're actually feeling. So by setting a boundary and learning where your boundaries are, how big or how small they are, what that starts to suggest is that you're taking care of yourself and you're learning to communicate to others what is wanted and what is not acceptable. So with the sitting close to the student, that's not acceptable. But equally, we need to be able to say, do you know what, guys, this is a bit close or I feel a bit, this doesn't make me feel great. And I know myself that it would make me feel quite overwhelmed. I would feel quite maybe even dizzy you know the energy of, of of being so close to somebody would make me you know I, I just don't like it I don't like it when I go to you know the big supermarkets I don't like it when I go shopping I hate shopping I've got a window of tolerance of about two hours in out get what you want and go home because I don't want to be around all that energy I'm used to being outside I'm used to being with the horses you know, being around all that energy and different, the way different people feel, I tend to pick that up. So I have to be able to set those boundaries to be able to tolerate that shopping adventure and then come out again and know that I've really reached that point of, of tolerance. But when we teach these boundaries to people, it's about learning to be consistent and making sure it's really clear what feels safe and how the interaction between ourselves is mutually beneficial. And without clear boundaries, we, we get confused as to what is acceptable and what is not from our friends and our family and even our work colleagues, etc. So I challenge you to maybe have a think about things that are acceptable and aren't acceptable to you. So, for instance, would you accept a phone call after 9pm? Would you pick up your phone and answer it to somebody you didn't know? Would you set a boundary and go, no, those people now are actually, you know, calling after our open times or, you know, I'm not far off ready for going to bed. So, I'm not answering my phone at that time. You know, would you feel like you could actually set that boundary and maybe even say no? Another um, suggestion for setting a boundary would be if you had a really nice neighbour and they kept popping in and out when you didn't want it. And I have got a client that talked about this in the boundaries uh, session that we did. And she talked about, you know, she's a single parent. So she said, you know, this this neighbour keeps coming in and out and she's always coming in when I'm trying to bath the kids and she just pops in like she owns the place. 
And so I said, look, you know, one of the things that you need to do is get that damn door locked. Get it locked and let her know that she can't just come in. She either needs to send you a text or she needs to wait at the door. So would you be able to say to somebody, you know, neighbour, please stay at the door and please don't come in or give us a text first and then pop round when the kids are in bed. You know, setting those sort of boundaries really helps you to understand what feels right and wrong for you. And also it makes you feel more empowered because if you can keep that nosy neighbour out because she's just popping round to give you a blackberry and apple crumble just to be nosy and talk to you about what happened at the school gate, then you actually want all that that out anyway, don't you? You don't want that in your house and you certainly don't want it after a certain period of time at night. So learning how to set a boundary and be able to create your space of safety in your own house is really important. But there are different types of ways that we look at different boundaries. So, you know, people who have no boundaries, um, can have had quite a number of things happen to them in their life and they don't feel like they're able to actually set a boundary. You know, there's there may have been some intellectual abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse or emotional abuse. And and therefore, you don't know then how to set a boundary and, and how to understand what is right and wrong for you. And then there's issues around trust. And, you know, I've had this in my own life as well, where my boundaries, my blooming walls go straight up like ping when there's issues around trust, you know, you know, even in our workplace, if there are boundaries and, you know, you get a member of staff that all of a sudden you just get that instinct that you don't trust them anymore, those walled boundaries go up. And you get to that stage where you can only just say, hello, how are you doing? There's no little chit chat of what you did at the weekend or, or, or anything like that you know, those walled boundaries go up. And that's when generally you've lost that element of trust in that relationship that you've got. And that can be with your partner, with work colleagues. And also, you know, even customers, you know, that trust is gone. And so therefore, that relationship really is finished. And sometimes, you know, it isn't worth setting boundaries again. But to get to that point, then obviously, they've massively overstepped some kind of boundaries in your life. And then there's there's the damage boundaries where, you know, it's a damaged boundaries when we've had people overstep those boundaries and we can't hold those boundaries. And, you know, something that you set in your life is 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 not able to be held. So, for instance, you know, this nosy neighbor from next door that's bringing around the blackberry and apple crumble at nine o'clock at night when you're trying to put the kids to bed. You know, if you left the door open and allowed her to carry on coming in, that would suggest that you've got bad damage boundaries because you don't want to upset her. You don't want her to, to be upset with you. And you really don't feel strong enough or empowered enough to go, whoa, you're not coming through the back door. And so damage boundaries usually happens when we can't hold that space. We can't hold that boundary and, you know, we don't feel strong enough or, you know, they keep being pushed and pushed and pushed. And there are times when people do that as well. But what we aim to get to is a point where there is a mutual be beneficial relationship between you and whoever. And that person then is able to have a respecting relationship with you. Now, this comes obviously with horses and it also comes with with people as well. And 
Horses are able to set really congruent boundaries and they hold their boundary really firm. You know, there's nothing usually in their lives where they've had to not set that boundary and they just are so authentic in the way that they live that they just make it really clear what's wanted and what's not wanted to them. And particularly, you see this with mares. For for a great example is the ears back. You know, if you're touching them in a certain place, they put their ears back at you. If you're doing their girths up, that you're doing their belly straps up. There's, you know, lots of reason for them to have boundaries set in their lives for things that feel right and wrong for them. And, you know, with their herd members, they're, they're really, really clear as to what feels right for them and what doesn't. And it's really nice, actually, to watch them in the field setting those boundaries. And the stallions, you know, set really firm boundaries with one another around them, their herd and also their mares. You know, there's there's no there's no risk of them sharing their mares or their family. That's their boundary and that's it. And that that other stallion can't come into that herd. So horses show us really authentic behaviour. They're very, very clear what is acceptable to them and what is not. And that never changes. They just change a little bit with us, you know, humans, if we get it wrong with them, but they're always very forgiving and they're always willing to try again. So, you know, it's it, the, the, the problems really with, with horses are they're humans. You know, we have so much to learn. We have so much to learn about ourselves before we can really say we've got a problem horse or, you know, we've got a problem with this horse. And, you know, we need to personally develop ourselves to the best ability that we can so that our horses get the best version of us. And, you know, very often we take on horses that are, um, as saviors really and they save us I know I certainly have bought horses in the past to give me a purpose to give me a passion and to give me a reason to get out of bed in the morning and it's really lovely to be able to work with this most majestic animal and to be able to serve and deliver these programs that we've got to people um, within our community so I could talk about this subject again for hours and hours and hours and I've hardly touched on this really because this is normally a good couple of hours that we teach. But if I have touched you or if I have helped you anyway, please pass this podcast on, please share it, please um, get people to follow us. You know, we've got lots of free resources. We've got the Highway to Healing group. We've got the Build and Grow Your Own Equine Facilitated Learning business please follow us. Please keep up with the podcast. And I'll be back next week with another episode to help you take back the reins. Thank you for listening to Taking Back the Reins with me, Dina Shale. I'd love for you to find out more about how you can recover with horses. Come and join my free Facebook group, Highway to Healing. 